Hi, everyone. This is Shelby, as we as we all know. So I'm bringing back a fan fave right now. <clears throat> We're going to do a podcast today about being your authentic self, which comes with like a billion different topics. So there's comparison, there's you finding your identity, whether it's in recovery, whether it's not in recovery, whether it's just being a teenager or 20s, 30s, 40s, like I feel like we all deal with it. So get ready because we're probably going all over the map, but it's going to be quality information. What's up, guys? This is Shelby and welcome to Not Your Regular Coach Podcast. Let's start here. What would you consider your authentic self? And I don't mean necessarily you personally, but just in general. Like, how does somebody know if they're living an authentic life or not? What do you think? I feel like when people told me to live my authentic self, I didn't know what that meant originally because so much of recovery was trying to be like, who am I if without my eating disorder? But as time has progressed, I think I've discovered that like, how I would define finding your authentic self is finding the person you feel confident in and you feel aligns with, I don't know, your values. I would say like, you know, you're being your authentic self when it's easy. Like it shouldn't be a lot of work. You shouldn't have to sit there and scroll through Instagram and look at other people's stuff and be like, okay, so so and so is doing this. So like, I need to do that. And that's kind of what I did. That was like literally kind of my whole entire modeling career was just like copying other people. Um, but it didn't feel natural. It didn't feel fun and it didn't feel easy. Whereas like now there's a whole other thing about like being worried about if people like you or not. And that I think gets so in the way of being able to be who you are, because if you're constantly like, well, this person doesn't like that, or like this person doesn't agree with that. Or the second that someone criticizes you, like you will just never reach that because you have to be able to put yourself out there and know that some people just don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. I would take a step back even and say in my situation and currently I think I'm trying to learn how to embrace my authentic self or trying to embrace like, I guess almost who I want to be as well. It's actually not easy. It takes conscious effort for me to be like, no, this is what I want to be this is where I'm comfortable because for so long being I I guess you call it like the fake Alana became so natural actually Mm -hmm. so okay so question when you say fake Alana like what does that look like like what did or what did that look like that's hard because I always felt like I always felt like I was being my authentic self um but I think parts of it were you know just like acting way more mature than I am. I like to be playful. I like to be loud and outgoing. And so like in a new room with new people, I would just stay super quiet, you know, keep to myself. I would act super reserved. And it's like, that's not who I am. Like I like to be loud and proud, bright, bubbly. (laughs) Yeah. And just jumping around like no one. But yeah, so same. I, I think there were certain people. So this is also important. And this is about like the whole needing everyone to like you thing is like if you're trying to get people to like you uh or you're trying to be something else to get people to like you you're 
first of all, that's just never going to work because you're not, it's not going to come through, right? It's going to be weird. And then second of all, even if you do attract those people, it's like, those aren't your people. So then yeah. you're not even happy or like, like, what are you even doing? Well, yeah. Cause I think about like all like media and TV shows and especially books are like, she's like the super quiet, reserved mystery girl. And it's like, in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be the super quiet, reserved girl sitting in the corner. But it's like, that's not who I am. Like, I like to bounce around. I like to show people who I am. I'm not... I don't want to say... Like, I I don't want to hide that. I want to show it to people, and I want to attract the people who have... Can match my energy. Yeah, and so then I also think it's, like, coming to terms with the fact that not everyone can match your energy, and that's okay. And so, I mean, that's, like, this whole thing with this podcast. Like, this is a whole... This is honestly kind of, like, a risk, because I, I could be sitting here being like, okay... Today, we're going to talk about your body image and how your traits, like, whatever. And and I just don't want to do that because to me, that's like reading a script. And there are people that don't like that. But, but also at the same time, like, think about anyone who's ever done anything. I feel like they've done it in a different way or like they've done it in an authentic way because nobody that's successful just copied like an exact roadmap of what somebody else did it's just that just like doesn't it's already been done like well even if those people are successful i feel like they don't have as they don't gain as much respect from a wider audience like i can appreciate what for example like you could like like anna archer or millie do Mm -hmm. because they're so themselves and they're so different and bubbly and like it's refreshing to see versus there's a thousand like if you look up like a workout video or something you're gonna see a thousand not a thousand whatever like five very successful fitness influencers who do the same thing they sell their body and they sell the workouts that they do and they have the same life which are like the same at every single one but it's not it's not as in my from my perspective it's not as respectable like okay it's been done before you're not right you're cool like don't get me wrong but you're not new and innovative you're not sharing a new perspective I don't don't know yeah but then there's like the whole thing of like okay so how do I be new and innovative and it's like and then I think you can overthink that but it's like you don't even need to just be yourself yeah exactly and that sounds so crazy especially when you're recovering from an eating disorder or like any kind of mental health thing or anything like even if you're not recovering it's like well, how do I know who I am? Because I don't. And either I've put all of my identity into school, I've put it into eating disorder, I've put it into boys or whatever. Like it literally could be anything. And then when you take that away, you're like stripped and you're, and you really don't know. But the thing is, is like, you do know, you know what someone told me once. And I think this is really, really helpful. Is like, think of the person that you're the most comfortable around. So like your best friend, your boyfriend, whatever, and how you act around them. Like, that is your authentic self for the most part. And if you're not acting like that, I mean, obviously, you're not going to be, like, the exact same that you are in front of your best friend with everyone. But then you're probably not being true to yourself. And I think that comes across, like, again, I'm not trying to make this all about myself, but I really did try to be, like, model-y girl. Like, and it just didn't, like, hit right. Like, people would say things like, oh, my God, yeah, this is great, whatever. And I would get some validation on social media, but for the most part, like, I was just chasing after this thing that I wasn't. Like, it's like, 
if someone's naturally funny and then there's somebody who's just like taking their jokes and trying to say them like it doesn't work it doesn't work i would even translate this into like the relationship aspect i think from my own experience with my first boyfriend i was very much putting on a facade of who i was like a quiet reserved girl who just really liked to chill and you know was super like adult and like Mm-hmm. I just think, like, the intimate moments of, like, I'm so mature for this. And we didn't get very far because I freaked and panicked because that just uh, wasn't who I was. Versus and you couldn't now, say that. Yeah, and versus now, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, we're matching each other's energies. We're laughing. We're being silly, goofy, making animal noises for all you care like it's just like it's weird but it's like that's who i am like i'm weird i'm not my mind is running a million miles per hour i need someone to be able to keep up with that race yeah and isn't that a lot more comforting and fun than being like yeah because the energy you put out is what you attract and then it feels more safe because it's like oh this person understands me whereas like and it doesn't even have to be a guy or a girl it could be it could be anything it could be a friend like i literally I remember in my high school days, I was, I don't know about you, but I was like playing this weird role that I didn't want to play and I didn't like. And so therefore I didn't really ever want to be around my friends or like connect with my friends because I was trying to be like the cool popular girl who was like going to parties and blah, blah, blah. But at that point in my life, I was really anxious and like really not into that at all. And so it just made me really uncomfortable at all times. And now looking back on that, I'm like, wow, I probably could have had a way better high school experience had I had found people that were actually like me instead of finding the quote unquote popular group just to make myself feel like I'm cool and accepted like that just like that didn't work. It made it just made my high school experience pretty miserable. And now I don't talk to any of those people. So it's like, what was the point of that for my 14 year old classmates to be like, wow, Shelby's cool for three seconds. I mean, like, literally, what was the point of that? You get so caught up in the moment is the the difficult part of that. Even just, like, whenever you go into college or start a new job or whatever, you're, you kind of feel the pressure of knowing that what you're about to put out there is who you're going to be defined as for the rest of your time there. So I think, at least maybe in your case during that time, it was mm. uh, that same kind of mindset. But I do have a question for you, which is, like, how would you describe yourself back then like the person you showed yourself to be what mask did you put on well okay so a couple things I've always been so if you look back at like fourth grade my best friend and I at that time would make videos of us dancing around with like weird outfits and saying weird things and being insane and like coming up with the most random things to say um because that's just kind of always how I've been is like really really random and just really able to I don't know, be weird. Like, I don't know how to say it. But so I think when I went into high school and I realized like, oh, that's not what these girls are doing. These girls have boyfriends on the football team. They have soccer player boyfriends. They are, boys are saying they're hot. Like they're not running around making homemade videos with like chickens on their head. Like, and so I think I, uh, the mask that I put on was like, it definitely wasn't like weird. Like I would never go up to a group of people, especially with guys. So I was so weird around guys. Like my friend group or whatever, they were, it was like the jocks. And so they would always be with each other, like the guys and the girls and they'd be dating each other. And I always used to be like, I don't ever want to date one of those guys. Like 
they're so boring and like I had a really hard time connecting with them I couldn't connect with them and so I was just really quiet and so I think the mask that I put on around like new big groups of people was quiet and I've always thought in the back of my head like I really think that if I was just myself people would like me better but like I can't do that because that's the ultimate that's the ultimate rejection like you actually put yourself out there and people shit on you like that's a rejection so I think I put the mask of like popular pretty Abercrombie back in 2009 was cool like I think it's cool again but it wasn't for a while Uh, like cares about clothes like has money and wants to like I don't know is smart like I was like I'm smart but I'm also really cool I go to parties like even still like yeah I'll drink my margs like we all know that but I'm not gonna go to like party with like random people I just don't like that and I also don't like school so like (laughs) I didn't like trying to play that part I just felt like I had to play that part I felt like I had to get good grades but also be cool but also not be like a bitch but also not be not a bitch but also like be pretty but not like conceited but also have like I don't know it was like impossible and I remember if you look at the guys that I did in high school they were all like not in my my little group like they were either like I dated an emo guy who like that I went through this whole phase I dated a guy who was just like I don't know how to say this without being mean but he was like really smart and then like the smart kids group and he was like amazing and everyone would always be like why did Shelby date these people like what is she doing and it was because I genuinely couldn't connect with somebody who just had like no depth or like anything interesting about them and so I had a really hard time with my friends like my I didn't really like my friends would be wanting to hang out and do stuff and I remember one time they asked me to hang out and I said something like oh my my mom isn't letting me or something and I probably had like my boyfriend over I don't remember and they drove past my house and saw (laughs) saw his car in the driveway and literally called me and were like screaming at me and they were like you're choosing him over us like you're such a bitch like you need like all this stuff and I was crying 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 and the reality of that situation is like I wasn't choosing him over them like I actually didn't really like him I just didn't want to hang out with them because it was so un like I was so unrelatable to them and I think had I had had like a good group of friends I could have figured out like a little bit more who I was and like it's not their fault honestly I was the one that put myself in that situation because I wanted to be cool or whatever it was at that moment. I wanted people to want to be me. How did you find who you wanted to be? What did you actively start doing? Active choices, active decisions in your own life to start um, showing the world who your authentic self is? I mean, that was like, if we jump from high school, I mean, that was a long time. Like, left high school, got an eating disorder the end of my senior year, realized, wow, this is my ticket to fucking everything because everyone's telling me how great I am. They didn't know I had an eating disorder, obviously. Um, And then went to college. I actually think a big part of me developing my eating disorder was because of all of this, like not having a sense of self and, and not feeling like I could be myself. And so having some type of body or whatever that people wanted or I mean I don't know that's always how it starts like I think 
that to me was like the best thing ever because I didn't even really have to do anything. I just had to like be, which meant in my case, be super unhealthy and in danger, but on the outside, not. So then I think when I went to college, things had just gotten so bad that I didn't even have, it's really interesting because I went from being like Abercrombie girl who won like best dressed and like best smile or something to I only wear sweatpants I have no energy and then I became when I went to college like fitness girl but it wasn't even fitness girl like I think everyone knew that there was something wrong um and so then I kind of identified with that and then I would say like once I kind of gained weight and got better but like falsely better because I just gained weight and did nothing else um I would say like my authentic self came back a little bit I would be like connecting with people more. I was in a sorority and I, of course, this is another example. I go to a sorority, right? And I know like there's, there's a group, there's a sorority there that has like really cool girls that I would connect with. And then there's the like cool sorority, like the one that's so hard to get into. And I chose that one and like, I hated them. I hated them. I hated them all. And like, but I did that just to say that I was in that sorority. So like that definitely continued throughout throughout college. Um, and then when I graduated, that's how I got into a terrible relationship because I was like, okay, I still don't know who I am. I still don't have an authentic self. Here's this guy who appears to have all this money and whatever the fuck. And like, he's so cool. So I'll just attach my identity to him. And then that got me in a really bad situation. And so I think, honestly, that situation made me feel like something had to change. And that's when I was like, all right, I got to, first of all, recover. Second of all, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I don't know who I am. I literally know nothing. I don't, people used to be like, what do you want to do for your job? And I was like, uh, nothing. There's nothing that I want to do. I don't see any purpose in anything. I mean, honestly, maybe that relationship was a blessing because it made me realize, like, what the fuck? And so I had to detach myself from everyone else and just, like, literally be with my dog, which is why Vita is my obsession, and, like, really try to fucking figure it out and be like, okay, I like this, I don't like that. To the point of, like, I like this TV show, I don't like that. I like this book. Because I, those are things, like, I didn't no. Like, even the simplest things I didn't know. And I think over time, it just kind of built up. I don't know. It's really, it's hard. And that's why when people are, like, asking for advice, it's, like, it's really hard to give advice because I think everybody is so different. But I would say, like, anything that you're attaching yourself to to feel worth, so whether it's an eating disorder, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> because if you think about something, so this is, I still do this sometimes. Like if you think about a relationship you're in or a job or an eating disorder, like, and if that were to be taken away from you, and if that is like the most devastating thing in the whole world, and you don't even think you could survive it, that is an issue. Like then that's your whole identity and you can't be yourself. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> Sorry. What wait. do you mean? I, wait, what? <laughs> No, what I'm trying to say... stupid. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is like... (laughs) No, it doesn't. What I'm trying to say is like... Because you asked me, how did you find it, right? How did you start living your most authentic self? Yeah, and so I guess what I was saying was like from high school till the time that I actually started was a really long journey. And 
I wouldn't have found my authentic self had I had not been in a really bad situation, I don't think. Because it's like one of those things where you can't ignore what's going on. And so then when I found out what was going on, I started to take the things out of my life that were just there to make me feel externally validated, but I actually didn't like, I started to take those things away. So tell me me about your most, tell me about your authentic self. Who are you? (laughs) I see this is hard, right? It's so hard. I think I am goofy. I um, have no common sense. I have the biggest heart in the whole entire world. And I really, truly, truly care about people. And I think that I am trying to still find my way as I think I will for the rest of my life in how that relates to me, because that's been a huge thing of like, do, do I care? Am I trying to care about other people so much that that's becomes my identity? Like that's where it gets really hard. And like, how do I actually feel? And I think, I don't know. I mean, what's easy for me is just doing TikTok dances and like laughing and talking about nothing and talking about everything and being super deep, but then also not like those things come easy to me. And that's what I love. And I, I value people that value the same things as me, if that makes sense. And value those traits within you. They yeah. value you for those things. Yeah, like value kindness. And I mean, obviously I'm not perfect and nobody's perfect and there's things that are not so good, but it's hard to explain. Like who, how would you say your authentic self is? Like it's really hard to explain because I can't put myself in like a category. Well, then how do you live in accordance to your authentic self? What are you actively doing in your day-to-day life that leads you to believe to know that you are living in accordance to the person you want to be and you're proud of being. Okay. Again, I think I go back to the beginning where like, I think that is when it feels easier in the past when it felt like I had to put on some kind of act or like really try hard that wasn't authentic. So if I have to like really think about it or study something or look at what someone else is doing and then copy it, like that didn't feel authentic. So I feel like I feel the best when I feel like something is easy and makes me happy. So nothing's always, obviously like things aren't always easy, but if I'm in a place with people and I'm being insane and talking about chickens and like running around the streets doing whatever like flips on the playground and I'm 32 years old and I have people that will do that with me like that feels good that feels authentic if I'm with a group of people that are like talking about I don't even know talking about going to the coolest club in LA like I can sit there and be like yeah that's great but I don't feel authentic it's like a feeling I don't know you feel it you feel happy it feels easy And it feels scary because people don't always like your authentic self. And that's why I think everyone's so scared to be their authentic self because some people will love it and other people will hate it. And again, that's like the worst form of rejection. It's like a really complicated question. And I think it comes into like every single part of life, like your relationships, your job, your personality, your clothes. Like, I don't know. It comes into every every single thing and I don't even know how you can say like what is authentic and how are you magically your complete authentic self but I think it's just feel like realizing that the person you've been acting like or the 
that sounds so fake, but like the person you are embracing feels right. Like I don't know how to say it. Like the best way to know that it feels right is the stupid way people say when you're kissing you just know it feels right yeah it's like kind of like that it just feels right like it doesn't feel fake you're not questioning it it just there's something like within you that's just like yeah yeah you're not having you're not going through your brain at a million miles a second being like is this good is this right like it's like when you post an instagram and you don't know if you should post it and then everyone, you're like, oh, my God, is anyone liking it? Like, is anyone commenting, like, texting your best friend? Oh, my God, is this, like, a bad post? Blah, 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 blah. Whereas, like, when you post something that feels authentic, even though people, like, people might not like it, if it's, again, me dancing around with, like, a chicken hat. And a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck is that? But other people will think it's funny. And I think it's funny. And so I feel better about it than me posting a picture of me, like, in lingerie. Because that just feels like I'm doing it to see what other people say because I want them to say a specific thing. But I don't actually want to do that. <laughs> like, what would you say? Because you're you're younger, obviously. And when I was your age, I had no fucking clue. And I would never be having these conversations at all. So I wonder, like, what, what you think. What I think about... Form a question. Like, how do you... <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe in your situation yourself as authentic versus like who you may have tried to be in the past? Okay. Um, Well, like I said before, definitely that quiet, shy girl, Um, even though that's not who I am at all. Um, I'm actually happy about that. And I've learned to embrace that but wait I have a question why did you think quiet shy girl was why was that the vibe because you read in all those books and all the (laughs) mysterious girls who get the really attractive guys are quiet and shy and they're like mysterious and like super like into like Moby Dick or some like random I really like to kill a mockingbird because it's super deep and it's like okay get over yourself but down, down I was like that's that's the way it should be. Like, also, if you're totally like that, that's a-okay. Just not. It's not who I am. <laughs> oh, I, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like the mysterious. Yeah, I was trying to be something. I, but I, I jump on play. I go to playgrounds. I play with stuffed animals. Sometimes. But that's also different. Like, that's not, I don't know. So that's interesting that you, and you think that came from, like, books and shows? I know it came from books, at least for my case, because I wasn't avid reader especially with romance novels which I still am but like I've kind of learned how to like separate fantasy from reality but I also know that like even now as I'm trying to practice more and more authentic self and really embrace like the playful aspect of who I am and who I like to be for example I went college shopping a couple days ago and we were in the college section and I was looking at the bathroom stuff and there was these soap dispensers and toothbrush holders and I was like, oh, I guess I'll get this one. It was like some like purple plain color thing. And then later we're walking through the kids section and what do I see? A dinosaur toothbrush holder and soap dispenser. And I was like, that's the one I want. Like, that's who I am. If someone wants to come into my dorm and use my bathroom and want to pick up on who I am you're not gonna see that like cool aesthetic girl like mine like I think that's a great vibe and I love it but that's not me like if you want to see who I am I'm the soap dispenser girl with dinosaurs or my soap dispenser has dinosaurs and see, on I it. think that's much more interesting than like the girl who has the purple ceramic toothbrush holder and that I still everyone en- has but I envy that girl why because she's the it girl she's the one that I- but is she like yes. what is she why <laughs> like what is she actually getting 
that you're not. I don't know. She seems like she has her life together and she's mature. And I think that's like what I feel I'm expected to be like. And so again, the facade, I paint my room white and put a bunch of decorations up that are like the fairy lights and the records and the ivy and just whatever it is, like the aesthetic and mind you, those things didn't go together, but the aesthetic clean girl look when in reality I have a poster on my wall of <laughs> I took her to my penthouse and I freaked it with Ravi on it. Like and an alligator. And an alligator. Like that's who I am. I'm 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 I, I have this child in my inside of me that is living her best life right now. So then I have a question for you. Let's say that you go to your dorm and you put up the fairy lights and the fucking ivy and you have your like weird whatever it is the the aesthetic colors so now you have we're bringing her back jenny jenny's in your room she's across the hall and she sees that and she's like oh alana is cool whatever and so she's like this is who alana well, how is. validating that is so validating but now you're with like but now you're friends with this person that you don't even actually connect with well okay so if she envied me then maybe we would have connected if i was being my authentic self however by pretending to be the aesthetic clean girl, I'm drawing in, like you said, those aesthetic clean girl college students. And but do you like them? Like, do you think you want to be friends great with them? Pe- I think I'd want to be friends with them, but I don't think they'd be my best friends. Like, I don't think they'd be the person I'd call on or like be open with or have like a long lasting, meaningful relationship with them. Like, no shit to them. Like, they're great people probably. Because if that's their authentic self, then like go off, best friend. But like. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. And I also think that that actually just made me think like, I'm okay with being friends with those people if that is their authentic self, as long as we're both aware that we're both being our authentic selves. Like, and that doesn't Mm. mean they have to be my best friend. Like if I want my best friend or best friends or whatever, because I believe you can have more than one, to be someone who's like me and into dinosaurs and into swinging on the playground at 1am, then like, if I show that, I'll still attract that person. Mm-hmm. Well, so then comes the thing of, like, why can't you be both? You can. It's just a difficult... I think for me, it was, like, an identity crisis. Like, like I had to choose. I'm one or the mm-hmm. other. Yeah. So you have to put yourself in, like, some kind of box, but you don't actually, like, fit in a box. Yeah, but at the same time, I would say that, like, I feel like I've almost put myself in a box, but a box I've, like, defined. Like, it's not some, like... It's not the the clean girl. It's not the playful... It's not even, like, the playful little girl. It's, like, a medium between that where I'm, like, I'm going to take a little bit of the playful little girl with my dinosaurs and I'm going to take the mature, emotionally in tune girl and put that in my box, too. And I'm going to take the person who really admires the clean look, but, you know, and maybe we'll strive for it a little bit, but there's these set categories but like who said you had to just fit into one who said you couldn't like create your own box that takes pieces from all those different well i think the people that take pieces from all the different boxes are actually the ones that are successful and actually the ones that are happy yeah because yeah i like i remember being like why can't i listen to emo music but also watch the kardashians like you what literally why why can't you do both? It doesn't make any sense. And so I think, that, well, that's the issue, though, is that everyone tries to put themselves into some box. If you put yourself into clean girl, like, she's not going to have the dinosaur soap dispenser <laughs> or whatever you got. Um, but then if you put yourself in, like, dinosaur soap dispenser girl, like, she's not going to have fairy lights. It's like, what the fuck? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. I think your room is a reflection of your mind. And in that case, I'm trying to build this room that shows... 
<laughs> somewhat of how like crazy my mind is but also how like fun I can be if you just want to get to know me like I have my coworker, one who's one of my really good friends he's like you're super spontaneous and I don't want to say spunky because that word like it's weird to me but like spontaneous and crazy but not like I don't want to go crazy bad but like crazy fun like I when I'm on my authentic self and I'm being my child who's playing on the playground at what I am I bring that out of other people and they enjoy that too and it's so cool to see that like I can bring out aspects of other people who are aspects of these friends of mine that they've been hiding for so long and showing them that they can also like embrace those parts of themselves right and that to me is like that's somebody that I would want to connect with and that's somebody that I would want in my life more than somebody who I could just clone 20 times but it's scary because you know what if Jimmy comes over and he's like Alana's weird I don't like that you live once I'm really trying to remind myself like I have what 20 more years I sure hope I have more than 20 more years you have 80 more years left on this earth like so what I don't think I do but you might I, I, maybe pushing it 80 you have so many years left really it really bums me out to think that I would be old reflecting on my life and regretting so much because I'm 18 and I've regretted so much already and I'm really tired of regretting things yeah and I think again like we talked about this last podcast but you being 18 and realizing that is groundbreaking because I didn't realize that I went on the whole fucking tangent of my relationship but I didn't realize that until after it ended which was 25 so and it's okay if it takes you till 25 it's okay if it takes you till 50 it doesn't really matter like you can sit back and reflect on those years where you were stuck or you can start shifting your mindset and saying, okay, I am here right now. What can I do moving forward to live the life that I want to live and want to eventually look back on and be like, yeah, that was me. Those were the best years of my life. And I'm so glad I got to share that person with the world. Like I can't, you can't change the past, but you can only like live in the moment and hope that it leads to a brighter future. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you also don't know what you're capable of if you're trying to be something you're not. Like you're not really giving everything that you could give to the world if you're holding back and so then then it becomes this thing of like oh well what could I have done yeah and I think it also comes to that point where it's like well I'm just one person I'm so insignificant it's like well if you think that way then sure you can make yourself insignificant or you can make yourself significant to the couple people's lives or to thousands of people and become super famous like you are the only person that's stopping you from achieving well you know, we're going to take the whole, like, socioeconomic <laughs> things out of it and all those other issues. But, like, you are your biggest cheerleader and you're also your worst critic. So you can decide who you want to listen to. And, of course, you're going to listen to both. But you can tr- really work on listening to that cheerleader because, like, fuck it, we ball mentality. But also, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, it really, your happiness matters more than what anyone else thinks because... Who cares if someone comes by and thinks that you're weird? They think of that for like two seconds and they probably think that because they feel bad about themselves and they're like, wow, I wish I could have a dinosaur soap dispenser, but like, that's too scary. So I'm not doing that. So I think that's weird. Like nobody makes any sort of judgment on someone else that isn't based on themselves. So then it's like now you're in this place where you're in a never ending battle because no matter what you do, someone's going to judge you because they're judging themselves. Like, there's yeah, no you, winning. You feed... People feed off of other people's energy. So if you want 
to feed off of someone who's going to make you a better version of yourself put out there that you want to help others become the best version of themselves and like are genuinely practicing making yourself the best person because like then you're both bringing each other up to reach your highest potential to level up in the world yeah and there's a whole that's a whole other thing too is like jealousy and comparison like i (laughs) i've definitely had my i mean everybody has like had their fair share of jealousy and people that they're jealous of or like trying to bring people down that they're jealous of honestly that's really hard i mean i don't know if many people admit that but i'll admit it right now i think it's really hard to see somebody succeeding in a way that you wish you could succeed and not have any sort of like ill feelings towards and that's a huge thing to get over oh absolutely and this is something that i was i was listening to someone else's podcast who was talking about that jealousy aspect but she reframed her thoughts which i thought were really cool of like they're successful that's really cool and there's room for me to be successful too and she took it in the sense of like wow that girl is so pretty she's got this amazing personality and you know legs and whatever it may be and I'm pretty too. Like, who said because she's pretty, you can't be pretty? Who says because she's smart, you can't be smart? Like, how do we even come to that conclusion? If you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like one person is successful, so I can't be. Instead of being like, wow, I really admire them for putting themselves out there and becoming successful, and I think they're amazing, so why can't I do that? So it's, let me be amazing with them. Let's yeah. bring each other up. There's room for them to grow, and great, there's a lot more room for me to grow, but that's an opportunity. That's not a negative thing. That's a positive thing. Like that's- yeah, but that, that also gets in the way of authenticity, too, and that gets in the way of just being, like, resentful towards other people, and that's how I know also when I was younger and not, like, embracing my chicken head self like I would be jealous of people and I would try to bring them down I mean I I, even in fifth grade I remember me and my best friend being like the cool pretty girl we were like bringing her down and what did that do for us like literally did it make me feel better for three seconds no not really like (laughs) I didn't even feel better for three seconds and it just it it, like that that is a roadblock that's gonna get in your way Because then you're basically saying, like, I'm not as good as this person, even though you're not saying that. That's what you're thinking. And now you've put yourself in this, like, really low place in your mind, which is, like, so unnecessary. Well, if you think about it, that's also so fucked up. If you you really think about it, it's like, oh, to, to make myself feel better, I need to put others down. I need to be like, she can't do that, and I can. Therefore, I'm better. Thank God. Like, woo, go me. Like, that's so fucked and that's not close to even what I hope to be or think I am like that that was why I was stuck it like in my eating disorder for so long and being sick for so long was because I just thought that the only way I could really validate myself and feel good was to put others down and as fucked up as it was I thought that was the only way so Mm -hmm. so I stayed sick right so I was gonna say did that work no, of course it didn't work, Shelby. <laughs> but it, for a long time, I was like, I didn't know what else there was. Like, there was choice A or choice B, and I didn't know there was choice C. Well, but then you're always chasing something that's impossible. Because then you're like, okay, so now I do this. I can do this better than this girl can. But then there's, like, another girl who can do it better than you can. So then you have to work to do it better than them. And then, like, it just, it never... Yeah, you have to learn that you're enough. There will some, there will always be someone in this world who's better than you at something, 
who is considered to be just an overall better person, more successful or whatever. And, you know, you could also find someone who's less successful who has a worse life. Like, I think it goes both ways and people are like, well, at least I'm not dying or whatever. I have cancer. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, good. But, like, that doesn't invalidate the issues that you're facing. Like, mm-hmm. you're valid in both directions. Yeah. I mean, that's high school, college 101. And it's going to be interesting because you're going into college. And I will just tell you right now that there's a lot of insecure girls in college and a lot of them want to bring people down to make themselves feel better. And so well, that's why I got to hype myself up. I don't want to feed off that energy. I don't want I want to be the person who shows others that like we don't need to bring each other down. We can lift each other up. And so like even just now starting to practice that even with like my roommate or just like the couple people that I'm meeting up with who's or going to college with me just like hyping each other up not bringing each other down and and I really hope this is true and you know I can always update but like if I really start implementing this mentality into my own life now hopefully it becomes practice becomes like habit when I'm in college you have to think about it yeah And it's just so, like, it frees up so much mind space to not be constantly worrying about everyone else and what they're doing and if they're doing it better than you. Like, that is a waste of time. And also, that's contradicting because now you have less less mind space and less time to be able to do the things that you actually want to do and to better yourself because you're so worried about what other people are doing and wanting them to fail. Like, nobody says that. Well, most people don't say that. Like, most people aren't like, yeah, I... I'm friends with this girl who's getting all the things that I want and like I secretly hope she fails but now you're putting a lot of energy into that instead of putting energy into yourself and you're just like shitting yeah I don't know yeah I did that for so long every single time like in class I'd be like oh what'd you get on that test deep down I'd be like please get a lower score than I did please get a lower score than I did like it didn't even matter if I got a C I'd be like you better have gotten like a a D yeah Like, if I got a C, then you have to get a D for me to feel good. It's like, hold on a second. Why does their failure make me happy? Make me successful? Why should their failures or why should their struggles lead to my happiness? Yeah, that's a whole like I think growing up too. that's a big thing. Like secretly, if you don't have self-confidence and if you don't have self-esteem and you don't have self-worth or any idea of who you are, constantly wanting people around you to fail, to feel better. And that's, like, so counterintuitive. And I would just challenge everyone who's, like, listening to, you know, share a bit of your authentic self with the world. Post a weird Instagram thing. Do a funny TikTok dance that you think is, that you would post on your private, but put it on your main and see the feedback you get. Because I can't guarantee it, but I I want to say that you will attract the, like, your the friends who are already keeping up with you those who like that energy will reciprocate it they'll comment whatever and you might surprise yourself with the new people that you'll attract to and social media is a dangerous place of course so you know but that was just an example of like see what happens like what's the worst that can happen go to a concert and be alone if it's safe of course um (laughs) Or do something. Eat dinner by yourself at a restaurant. Like, that type of shit is really hard. Go walk up to the random stranger and start having a conversation. Like, what? Okay. What's the worst that can happen? I mean. Well, maybe walking up to a stranger isn't good. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) put yourself. Find someone who's in a similar situation. Stranger danger. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, like, show someone. What's the worst that can happen? They shit on it? Okay. And then if they do, it's like, well, they didn't have any value to me in my life. 
that's the hardest thing with like and Tyler has to remind me of this sometimes too with like people pleasing and stuff saying okay Shelby if they don't like you or if they leave your life like what actually is changing and the answer usually is nothing but it feels like the end of the world yeah because it feels like people are just looking at you and saying you're not good enough but like also do you who are they to, to decide yeah do you have to be good enough for everyone and also especially on social media like someone looks at your post of you dancing around like a creep and they're gonna judge you your whole entire life and personality they don't know anything about you like That's you just, really have to take a step back why do they have to judge you why can't they just accept it if you do, if someone's gonna judge you automatically red flag i don't want to be your friend if you're just gonna look at me and judge me they're judging you because w- they feel like shit about themselves yeah so exactly you put the energy out that you want to attract yeah it's like that stupid quote that's like nobody that's doing better than you is gonna judge you which is true really i I disagree really i think people that are doing better than you will judge well if they're actually doing better like that's that's a i was i took it as like a financial like i'm doing better than them like thank god no not financial i mean like if if you're i don't know you are the fitness queen of america and you have 70 million followers and I'm like over here with a thousand trying to just oh, break yes. into it. You're you not going to be like, ha ha, look at Shelby. She's a fucking loser. Like, no, you're going to be comparing yourself to the person that has 80 yeah, million. Or which isn't is. good. <laughs> I mean, no matter what we say and sit here, like we're going to keep comparing ourselves because it's just life and that's how people are. But it's like when you find yourself doing that, being able to step back and say, okay, why am I actually thinking this? Like, what is this actually saying about me and how I feel about myself? Because why do I care? Like, why am I not using it as... I do care. I I care. Why am I going to let that, like, define who I am? Or why am I going to let that impact me for the rest of the day? Maybe I can't do this whole self-discovery thing right now, but keep it on the back burner and just, like, also just accept it. I think, like, one of the things changing who you are is accepting who you are in that moment even if it's a fake person i accept that i'm putting on a mask right now i accept that i'm Mm -hmm. not being my authentic self i want to be the authentic shelby but right now i'm not and that's okay you have to start there without because because if you just shit on yourself like i think it's dangerous and you'll bring yourself down yeah and you also don't go from shitting on yourself to being like i'm amazing that just doesn't oh happen and no matter what even when you're in a really good healthy mindset there's still going to be times where you doubt yourself i mean that's just literally being a human but yeah i agree that's a huge i mean (laughs) what you just said is actually a huge revelation in general of if anything like you could even bring that to recovery and just saying okay i accept what just happened i accept where i am and i don't have to keep doing it the same way like because the more you beat yourself up whether it's for a good reason or bad reason whether you're like oh my god why did i just restrict that meal why did i just do this what is that doing it's just like okay that happened and now let's move on and that's you can say that for literally any scenario in life like just accepting that's the hardest thing is like looking at yourself and accepting the things that you do quote unquote wrong or that maybe you're not great at like that's really hard it's hard. I think it, and some advice of what just I've learned in my own life is even acknowledge what happened. So like, I'll be very specific to, I don't know, recent struggles of mine. Acknowledge a binge happened. It happened. I'm ashamed. I'm sad. I couldn't reach out for help. I, in the moment, knew I should have done something about it, but I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And for the next hour and a half, I was like really down on myself. I still, you know, did the whole go for a walk and do self-care and whatever and I was like oh I'm just shitting on myself and now it's like okay 
it happened. I still have, like, I can't go back. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to purge or anything. I'm not going to try and undo my actions. I'm just going to accept it and move on. I still have the rest of my day. I have the rest of my life. I can't, I don't, I can, but I don't want to let this dictate, at least for right now, the rest of my day, the rest of my week, the rest of my Yeah, because if it does, you're just, it's backfiring because then you're setting yourself up for these unrealistic expectations to quote unquote fix the problem, which is just going to continue it. Yeah, you're staying stuck in the past. You're staying stuck. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, that is hard. It's so hard. I mean, we can sit here and say that, but still struggle with it and we will and you will and it's, and it's hard, but that's the reality. Like that's the only way that you move forward. It's the only way because if you continuously punish yourself, I mean, an eating disorder or anything of the sort is a punishment to yourself. And so if you continue to do that same thing, then you're never going to get out of the cycle. But it's easier said than done when, than when it's happening in the moment. So I think, well, actually, this is a good question for you. How did you get to a place where you realized that? Like how, what changed from, you know, the mindset of, okay, well, that happened and now I hate myself, so I have to punish myself or make up for it. Like, how did you get to a place where you could be like, okay, that happened. What am I going to do now? I literally don't have a time machine. So, like, moving on. Some aspect of it was learning and really starting to believe that I'm, like, worthy of more. Like, I deserve happiness. I deserve... I don't don't deserve to constantly punish myself. Like, there's value to me as a human, the one driving force behind like why I even started recovery was the question of like what you're doing right now isn't working it's not working try something else if it doesn't work you know you can go back to your eating disorder like it's there for you it's 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 a pride issue of letting it go and being like oh I've already worked so hard like I don't want to give it up but like try if if you want to go back you can if you want to sit in the sorrows of feeling guilty about x y and z you can but there's no harm in trying something new or if there is don't do it again mm-hmm. well you don't know until you do it yeah you don't know until you do it and i would preface by saying like trying once is not enough or trying for like a month you have you have to be consistent with it um i also try and just remind myself of like facts like you know, practice something for, I think it's like 28 days and it'll become a habit. Like, okay, if I practice it for two days, no wonder it's not going to become a habit. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you get yourself to do that, though? I'm still working on it. It's yeah. Just, it's constantly reminding myself that, like, I want, some, deep down, I want to be the best version of myself. I want to level up in this world. I want to be my authentic self. I think that who I really am is something the world will appreciate. So reminding myself of that in the times of despair is crucial. Yeah. You already know what you know. So what you've been doing, you know. You know the outcome. You know what's going to happen. You know how it feels. You know all the things. You don't know what you don't know. And a big thing, and I think I talked about this last week with Laura, is like a big thing about that is that people will try for like a week or two and say this sucks because it does suck usually a lot of times change sucks really bad and so they'll be like well I don't like this this isn't comfortable so I'm just going back to what I know and then you stay stuck instead of just pushing through and saying I mean even if you think about it like what's three months of your life like 
just trying something different. It's three months. You can go back. Yeah, absolutely. I am. I mean, an example of that is in my own personal life, it was I had a really big issue. Sorry, I just keep using words, not putting sentences together. But I had a really big issue of restricting throughout the day and binging at night because I was so hungry. And I learned as I listened to podcasts and therapists and whatever that if you eat throughout the day, you will feel less likely to binge at night. So eventually I work up the courage. I'm like, okay, I'm going to eat during the day. And I did. And then I binged at night. And then I was like, no, come on, like consistency, whatever. Day two, I eat during the day, I binge at night. So by that time, I'm like, fuck it. Like if I'm going to binge at night, I might as well restrict during the day. Mm -hmm. But two days of practice isn't going to be a habit, especially when the habit of restricting and then binging has been occurring for months on end. Like you have to know that it's not going to be an easy process to break an old habit too and to form a new one. Like, mm-hmm. I'm currently working on that in many aspects of my life and it's really difficult. And it's reminding myself that, I mean, no one can do this work for me except me. I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it. I want to get better. You can have support, but no yeah. one can do it for you. Yeah. Reach out when you need to. And also fail. Pick yourself back up. Let others help pick you back up. You will fail. Always. In everything. And that's... some. This is another cheesy quote, but it's like, if you never fail, you don't feel the full sense of succeeding. Because you don't know what it feels like to fail. Or it at least makes a success more impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And that is... I mean, that's why recovery is so hard. Because nobody wants to feel like that. No one regrets recovery, and I always hated when people said that, but, like, it really is true, like, and take it for an eating disorder, take it for alcohol, like, when you recover from something, you become a better version of yourself in so many ways beyond just recovering from that certain illness or sickness or how can you regret leveling up, becoming Mm. a better version of yourself, like, I feel like that's almost impossible. Like, just know that where you are, even if you're happy with where you are, just know that practicing self-growth, like, you'll become even better. Yeah, and that's what I always, I always say this and, and think about this, too, and this is, like, kind of fucked, but it's true, is, like, if it wasn't worth it, people wouldn't stay recovered. Because there are parts of recovery that are hard, obviously, and, like, you had an eating disorder, you had a mental illness, and, yeah, would it be easier to go back maybe until it's not if it weren't worth it if your life wasn't better if you didn't get things out of it if you didn't feel better about yourself if you didn't feel calmer like just happier in general then why would you stay with it you wouldn't just to what tell people to do it because it sucks like you (laughs) you wouldn't and and that's the one thing though is the trust because you don't know you can't believe that until you feel it and so Again, this is exactly what I said, too, in my recovery. It was like, I don't necessarily believe it, but I also don't know. So, like, let me actually try, because if I don't try, I'll never know. Yeah. A big thing in staying sick is the fear of the unknown. Just in so many aspects of not knowing how you will change physically and mentally and how your life will change with those changes as well. So much change, so much unknown, ah, it's scary, so I'm going to stay where I am. But the longer you stay where you are, the longer you're just going to, like, I don't want to say you're wasting time, but you are. Yeah. And And, it's okay. And making it harder. It's okay to stay there if you need to right now. And you'll never feel fully ready, but as you start pushing yourself 
to do the uncomfortable and the unknown. Like, if you just take a second and reflect back on it, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I did that, and so I can do more. Like, start somewhere small, even if it doesn't even have to do with your eating disorder. Start, just, like, change something. See what happens when you change something. Reflect, learn, and then reintegrate it into more aspects of your life. Like, Yeah, and then I'll say this as, like, one of the last things when people think of recovery and this could be eating disorders this could be anything this could just be like not even recovery it could be just embracing who you are you always are going to find yourself second guessing obviously always but the second that you have like a tiny even if it's one percent inkling of like okay maybe there's something better for me out there or like maybe this maybe i can change maybe i can be better i would say to listen to that because like Alana said, not everyone is ready at all times and that's okay. But when you start to get even a tiny bit of like a thought of maybe this isn't for me, like really lean into that because you're thinking that you're believing that that's coming from somewhere and it's coming from somewhere for a reason. We just kind of went all over as usual, but that's kind of what this podcast is, is just chaos and it's great. (laughs) Um, But no, I think it it all ties in together because if you don't trust yourself, if you don't have a sense of self, then why are you going to do anything different than what you know? It's scary. It's not safe. Humans want to be safe and on really weird way, somehow we make ourselves unsafe sometimes to feel safe. Um, So my last little note is... Like I said, if you have a sense that something isn't right that you're doing, if you feel weird around people, if you have like this innate feeling inside of you when you're around a group of people that doesn't feel good, if you feel in an eating disorder that maybe this isn't working for me anymore, I, I don't know anything like those thoughts, that intuition, it's not coming from nowhere. So listen to it as best as you can and just see what happens because nothing is permanent. Literally nothing's permanent. Even your hair dye. Thank you. It's not permanent. Yeah, I dyed my hair, guys. (laughs) And guess what? You can dye it back. Like, it's fine. But it's scary. But it's fine. It's not the end of the world. But you would never know if you didn't do it. Facts. Facts. Oh, God. Do you have any last words? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Actively do something that feels uncomfortable that pushes you into the unknown and just see what happens. And if it blows up in your face, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it won't. Well, but it, won't. it might. It won't. I mean, it you can't go zero to 100 and that's the other thing. Ooh, okay, yeah. go to zero to 50. Zero to 50, zero to 20, zero to 30. Like, you don't need to go from, and that's why treatment, oh God, I, I don't want to get on this topic right now, but that's why it's really hard because it's basically forcing you to go from zero to 100. Whereas like, if it's in your own control, whether it has to do with recovery or not, whether it's just literally anything, like do something small and see what happens. Do something uncomfortable. If you stay comfortable, nothing will change the more that you practice being uncomfortable and stay in that uncomfortability, it becomes more comfortable. And then you're like, wow, I literally was freaking myself out about this for years. For what? Like, this feels so much better. This feels more authentic. And those are just the vibes. And it's really fucking hard. And it's easy for us to sit here and say that. And I'm still practicing this in my everyday life. And I'm literally 32. And I've been recovered for like six years. But it this shit like carries on. So it's it's a constant, you're constantly bettering yourself. Embrace the fuck it we ball mentality. Yes. Whatever that means. <laughs> you know what that means? Fuck it we ball? Yeah, just like fuck it. Like just do it. 
Okay. Okay. That's a new one. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Like a TikTok thing? I don't know, but I'll show you after the podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's some uh, Gen Z info I don't know yet that I got to go learn. So just the bucket we ball mentality. (laughs) Just do it. Full send. So, okay. See you next time, bros. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) 